to episode four of Twisted Talking the Metal. Metal Man. Twisters. Titty Met- Twisters. Tit- metal. Titty Metal Twisters. Metal Titty Twisters. Remember from Dusk Till Dawn? Oh, the Titty Twister? The sure. Titty Twister bar. I like that movie. I fucking don't care. That was such a huge bar, too. Dude, it was like, there's no bar that big. I know. Like, right? That's like the most unbelievable thing. Yeah, not the vampires, not any of that. Just the size of the bar. I also like the clear delineation of what was written by Quentin Tarantino and what was written by Robert Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, like, the Tarantino portion of the script ends with the super long Salma Hayek feet shot. Yep. And then he's like, I got, I got to be in this movie. I need some feet. And then Robert Rodriguez is like, I'll take it from here, champ. Because think, like, the opening part of that movie is all talking and shit. Yeah. They're trying to, trying to rob that family or whatever. It's just a fucking, it's a, it's a Tarantino crime story. And then. And yeah. then it's like a weird vampire. Yeah. Thing. It's fun, though. Oh, yeah. Good yeah, classic yeah. Robert Rodriguez. You know what's not fun? Twisted Metal Episode 4. It is not fun. The title of this episode is Wiz Dare. Who's there? Is it Who's Dare? Yeah, because think uh, the opening, he's doing knock-knock jokes. Oh, yeah. Look at you. Yeah, I got Deci- that one. Deciphering the code. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was directed by Maggie Carey. Damn you to hell, Maggie. <laughs> Uh, she is most famous, I guess, if she's a little famous. Uh, she directed the 2013 film The To Do List. Do you I remember have that movie? No memory. I have no familiarity really? with what you uh, just so said. So when I saw that, I was like, I know that movie. I saw the movie in theaters. It's not very good. Wow. But uh, it's that movie where it's like Aubrey Plaza is about to graduate from high school and she's like a mm-hmm. nerd or something. And she makes like a list of all the sex stuff she wants to do. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then she like tries to do all the sex stuff. Wow. That sounds really good. That sounds really good. I want to see that movie. Yeah. It's time for me to see that movie. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is once again, an episode that feels like what's happening here. It, it's, it's we're just killing time. What's what's going on? This is the most filler. I, I wrote this down on the notes, but like, this is a filler episode in a filler season in a filler fucking show. Like, what? Nothing. It's so slow and nothing fucking happens. I will say this episode gave me hope. You're going to have to come back to that. I, none, none. It gave me hope because of this. There is no fucking way they actually released this stuff. Uh huh. And got to episode four, knowing what was down the line, and didn't immediately shit can this. Fair. There has to be something at least pseudo redeeming in the later episodes because by this point they would have just shelved it, taken the tax right off, said fuck it. I didn't even hear about this show till it was like ready to air, basically. Yeah, it was like a so month like it's, it it's not like they like you know spent millions and millions and millions on you know, the marketing campaign no. for this. So if it's this late in the season, it's still this bad, there's got to be something decent. Ah, what could that be? But I will tell you this. This is the worst looking episode by far. This looks like shit. This looks like fucking doo-doo. Yeah. This looks like straight ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, very embarrassing visual effects. Very in the, embarrassing. Including one of the worst things I've ever seen. 
on a TV show, on a modern TV show, but we'll get to it. Yeah, we will. So the episode starts out with John Doe and Quiet, our yeah. two protagonists, the charismatic milkman <sighs> and the spicy, sarcastic, you know. Woman. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, co pass no. passenger. Sure. And they're driving, and he's falling asleep, and she's like, just let me drive. No one drives Evelyn, my friend. And no, nobody no drives. No one. No. Which I uh, am 9,000% sure leads to some moment later on in the season where he's oh, like, course. you drive. You drive, I'm too and shut then it's up. Like, and then it's like, oh, this is, this is what we've been waiting for. <laughs> I mean, that is when I'm going to high five myself sitting on my couch, because that'll be the moment I've been waiting for since episode one. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Uh, and then he he tries to tell her a knock knock joke because the man's a performer. Yes, he he's a born showman, and she has no idea what the fuck a knock knock joke is. So let's just say millions of people weren't the only casualties of this apocalypse. Apparently, humor, <laughs> humor in general, has been lost. Um, yeah, clearly. Which is which is a true tragedy, which makes this show make way more sense. Here's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I think the show is better if you, in your mind, make yourself believe that this show was made in the universe it exists in. Fair, fair. I think this show makes a lot more sense if you think about it that way. I mean, I guess, but... So you're saying the universe where, like humor has devolved to just random quips and like just the most obvious and no one knows what a knock joke knock knock joke is yeah okay and and the show like was clearly made for like ten dollars so like also this is a post-apocalyptic budget okay so they're just everyone's paying the like the grip was paid with a goat yeah now he was paid with gas gasoline or a dog food like the beginning of the first episode that's right uh so i think the show is actually way better if you think of it in this context this would be a hit in twisted metal would be a hit in the world of twisted metal that's fair that is a good point yeah this scene is so laboring like you can just feel the fucking screenwriter just sitting in his fucking laptop just saying, I'm tanking this scene. I am tanking this. Yeah. This scene is so bad. What am I doing? I thought I was better than this. And then somehow it sailed through every 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 check and balance we have in the entertainment industry. The fucking his uh, the other writers were like, okay, yeah. And we'll come back to this. I think we can make this work. And then they ran out of time or COVID, something happened where this scene was never touched again. And he just fucking shit the bed on this scene. It's so badly written, this scene. There is a non-zero percent chance that the writer of this scene had like an existential crisis in the middle of it. Like, holy shit, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, had to be. Like, you could not- I've been paying off these student loans for a decade and this is what I'm making. This. I was going to be an artist. Yeah. Like, th- this is like fucking uh, 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 LeBron James working his fucking dick off, dying inside, sweating, staying up late. And then he gets the NBA and he's just out there and he just throws a pass and it fucking hits a baby in the head. 
and it's and just kills it and kills the baby and he's just like what was all that for because this is the worst i could be at this i could not be worse at this yeah 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 Woo. Now, and now that we've roasted the ever-loving shit out of that writer, yeah. Uh, in the middle of this knock-knock joke fiasco, uh, she says, "Do you hear that?" And he's like, "Yeah, it's me knocking." <laughs> Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Was written in the television show, yeah, because they couldn't trust the audience TV or to wait half a second. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so, or they just couldn't help themselves, but to put the joke, yeah, it's me knocking. Oh, that. Yeah. yeah they yeah. could not help themselves. And they can never help themselves. Uh, and he's like, "Oh no, wait, I hear it too." Mm. And then he says uh, two words that make me think this was written by someone in middle school. He says stealth mode, and yes, then he indeed. turns off the headlights of the car. Yes. And then boom, ambushed. Surrounded on three sides by uh, whatchamacallit? Big, big rigs. By big, big rigs, semi trucks. And they got big... stealth mode too, he says. You know what's a be- another video game show that I would rather see? Spy Hunter. Big Mother Truckers. <laughs> okay. Well, sure. I yeah. was going to say Spy Hunter because what is about to happen in this show, yeah. but Big Mother Truckers too, also. Sure. Sure. Yeah. So they, uh, that's, this is when we realized that uh, the cops took all the guns off the car in the last episode so all they have is a shotgun and four shells and she wastes one and he's mad about it and then they get scooped up into the back of this big rig yeah they surround him on all sides and the one in front of them lowers its back spy hunter style spy hunter style and then the one behind them floors it and makes them go into the thing yeah sure so that's what we're going with that's how that happens and uh, that's where they meet Miranda Watts, and it's referred yes. to as Watts, uh, who it, here's the, the first of a couple little uh, nods to the video game. Yeah. Uh, Miranda Watts, of course, is Twister. Sure. From Twisted Metal head on. Um, at one point, you see her car. She has like a Formula One car, which is odd. And like, how do you drive that? How do you get gas for that? Yeah, it's not. How do you yeah. maintain that? Why do yeah. you have that in this world of whatever? Yeah, there's also a little Easter egg that they point out. It's uh, their blood missiles, which oh, are yeah. like power missiles in right, the right. game. Blood missiles, yep. Um, then they realize that they're not there to kill them or hurt them, and the semis connect, which I don't understand this. I, I love don't. it. I, I don't I'm, understand that. It. it is love so it. much work. For nothing. I love it. Like, it does not help anything. No, but, like, so, like, there'll be, like, one truck and someone will be like, I need to go to uh, the dining car or whatever. And then another truck will pull up next to it and they have a little doohickey that connects the two trucks. And then you just walk over and then see me. uh, We don't see it, but I'd imagine the thing retracts and the convoy, as it's called, that's that's this group, this faction... Just keeps going. You're always moving. It's fucking awesome. I love this. Also, I've been in the back in like the like a, you know, think like these trucks hold like things that are, I would say, a little bit bigger than a shipping container. Oh yeah. But inside, this is like 
<laughs> oh, it's the size it's, of the fucking uh, bridge of the Star Trek Enterprise or some shit. Yeah, it's huge. It's huge inside, and somehow they connect, and they don't fuck that up, and nobody dies in between the trucks. Nope. Uh, and they don't stop for that. That's how they stay safe. Somehow they're like sharks. They can't stop swimming. And um, and they say that they she they're like some the 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 writer like as he's hanging his head in shame in the story meeting. Someone's like, I got one. We do have to address if they never stop moving. What about gas? Like how do so they fuel that, up? Which will be and no joke. This was my first thought when she yeah. said they'd never stop moving. I'm like. Where do you get gas? Yep. But thankfully, thankfully, in a show in a show that uh, leaves you asking plenty of questions, like why would this exist? Yeah. Why am I doing this to myself? They give us the answer of how they fuel these trucks. They recycle everything. They recycle everything, even their doo doo, even doo-doo. their even their poop, which yeah. somehow they have con- they have converted. A diesel combustion engine to Quite run a few of them. to run on trash and human shit. And there's no that we see. I mean, they would have to be. Okay, let's break it down. If we're going to do this, I'm going to estimate the amount of work to do that. At least seventy five percent of their fleet is storage for trash, processing, and then storage for fuel. Yeah, absolutely. That's the most inefficient thing you can think of. Yeah, I would say maybe even 95% just because it can't be we're in the post-apocalyptic world where there's no like engineers or fucking computers anymore. So this is all jury rig shit. So like there's going to be tons and tons and tons and tons of trash and the processing facility, the whatever, it, it boggles the mind how much space you would need on moving vehicles. And the fact is, you're even those vehicles are burning this resource. Yes. So not only so they provide you with a question that normally I would just let go. Sure. Like, yeah, it's like one of those things. Like, what about fucking gas? Did no one think of that? But yeah. they did think of it and gave an answer so fucking bad and stupid yes. that you wish they just didn't. They left it unanswered. It would have been better. Honestly, it would have better if he had, she uh, had just winked at the camera and said magic. Yeah, like, seriously, that's a better answer because I'd be like, or oh, if magic. they had just not asked, not asked, yeah. And let us, because what a better idea is to let us figure out a way of like, maybe they have like runner cars that go and get gas and then like yeah. mid drive, they fill up the gas tanks like pilots, like, you and know, planes we'll, do. Yeah, like maybe, maybe they we'll do that. that. Maybe we can make that up in our heads is better than the fucking reality they force us to live in. Yeah. Trash. It's trash. And it's, are there enough people to create enough trash? Well, apparently there, it seems like there's hundreds of people in these like four trucks. Yeah. They, by the way, they can they can they can make gasoline from trash and human waste or yes. diesel fuel, whatever. And yet, little chalkboard in the back, squirrel burger. Yeah, they're still eating squirrel. They can't they can't figure out how to do anything but squirrel burger. So they definitely are uh, stopping. Uh, someone's going out and stopping to hunt these fucking squirrels. Unless they're raising them. There's yeah. a little squirrel car. This is why Which I kind of like sad. this. <laughs> yeah, because why use squirrel? Like, of all things, is that the most... Again, efficiency. I question the efficiency. Yeah. We run into another uh, question like this later on in the show that just fucking boggles the mind. This, yes. show, this, show, this show's internal logic is so goddamn stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, insane. 
so then we meet uh, an, a, a pretty major character in this episode and also a callback to the games. We meet Granny, a.k.a. Yeah. Granny Dread from yeah. Twisted Metal 3. Yeah. Uh, she tries to fake him out by making him think she's all feeble, which she actually is. But then fucking eagle-eyed John Doe spots that her oxygen tanks aren't hooked up to anything. Just, I mean, that's rookie, rookie mistake. Everyone yeah. would notice that. So come yeah. on. And again, and, just like quiet and the mute thing. Why? Why yeah. are people just fucking with each other so much in this universe? Everyone is just fucking with each other. Again, this this feels like it makes much more sense if you if you consider the fact that this show is made in its own universe. It's like I know when this is supposed to this apocalypse is supposed to have happened, but like it feels like it happened like right at the height of like prank videos on YouTube. Like those were the biggest thing in the world for like a day. And that's the day the fucking world ended. So that was what people remember as the world that was forgotten is just fucking with people for no reason. Yeah, it's it's wild. She also, for some reason, has a she has a book called the Granny Sutra oh, that she has made. It's a, it's exactly what it sounds like. Fucking the, God. this is a joke that is that lands so goddamn flat because a it raises the question. Why is she motoring around the trucks yes. with this book? Yes. Why would she make this book? Correct. Uh, like, does she, does she have some sort of reference of the Kama Sutra? Like, she wasn't always a granny, so she only made this in her old age? Yeah, like, only since the end of the world, so she's been spent 20 years on this, question mark? Yeah, odd. Super fucking odd. Yeah. But then we get the side quest of this side quest episode. Literally side quest. And they ask John Doe to go on a run. And in exchange, they will equip his they will equip Evelyn with all the guns and shit that they need to do their run to I no joke had a moment in this episode where I forgot where they were even going. Yeah. They're going totally. to New Chicago That's to right. pick up something so he can go back to New San Francisco. Literally completely lost on me. I was like, what? Yeah. I yeah. totally forgot that that was the main storyline mm -hmm. of this season. Um, so, of course, they take the deal and they have the run is to go get medicine for Granny from the pharmacist. Yep. Who used to be a member of the convoy and was thrown off of a truck, allegedly. Be now, the fact that they can make this trip. Makes me think that the convoy is doing like a lap. It's got to be doing a lap. It's just I mean, doing a circle. They're not going. They're not fucking going anywhere. Yeah, because they would be hundreds, or if not thousands, of miles away. Yeah. So they're clearly doing a lap. So they take off, and they meet up with the pharmacist, who immediately tells uh. us her name is Amber, and in stunning logic-breaking fashion. She just lives at a house. Yeah, no security. Yeah, she's her security. Yeah. No she house. A I mean, Volkswagen bug out front. You, you, know? you would think that if one person can uh, have a house and like that you could just like make a colony. Yeah, yeah, sure. That, that it wouldn't be that hard. If one person is just fucking chilling. And yeah. they go up and she offers them some nice iced tea. Sure. And of course like these 
like the fucking idiots they are. They're like, oh, sure, I'm thirsty. And John Doe's a little skeptical. He's a little more world weary than yeah. quiet, I guess. Um, yeah, she seems she's more. It's weird because they show her as like being the tough one. She's the cynic. She's the cynic, but yeah. she's also the fucking stupid one. Yeah, of course. I mean, they're both stupid, but she's the dumber one somehow. Yeah. So Somehow. they drink the iced tea and turns out, surprise, surprise, the pharmacist laced it with something yeah. and they throw up. Blah! Of course, uh, they do an exorcist style puke thing. Of course. Uh, and then she's like, oh, you're not going to be able to move. And this plant apparently paralyzes you. And her thing is she's going to always know and reference the name of very the the scientific name of plants yeah like the with the blah, blah, blah. genus and the yeah, yeah all that bullshit by the yeah, way I just this wanna... is the herpaderpalus uh yeah maximus fucking bullshit i'm gonna jump in here and say i have never i was racking my brain while watching this disliked overall a character as much as i dislike the pharmacist i don't know if it's the actor or the writing i was just like I hate everything about this character. Everything Why did they sucks. put yellow makeup on her, like the corner of her eyes? Yes, that's a it's good question. It's really fucking weird. Also, her like she has an affect that's like, yeah, like childlike, and it's it's super odd. It's it, super odd. It's yeah, a weird it's choice. Good. I guess it's a choice. It's a weird. It's a fucking weird one. It's a weird so one. then we realize that she thinks that that. Uh, Quiet and John Doe are holy men, which has been right. like a recurring thing that gets brought up. These holy men, and right. uh, on the way to the pharmacist, they see a crucified upside down milkman, the previous milkman, yes, from the convoy, and they hear bells, and that's like the you know the canary. That's their the calling card, yeah, yeah, of of the these holy men who we haven't met yet, and I don't think we meet for like five more episodes, which is great. Insane. Great. insane great um so yeah so they're uh incapacitated and uh to get answers this is just absolutely fucking insane to get answers out of john doe she's like this little plant uh and then says it's stupid latin name for this fake plant uh some people say it feels like an acid shower I wonder what it feels like for you and presses this leaf against his skin and he's like ah, ah ah which is like is i do not think there's a plant in the world where just like touching it immediately would like i mean you'd get blisters but what happens to his arm is stupid it's i was gonna what say obscene. plant does that there's plants you could rub against you get a blister i don't know like a like an ivy like a poison like poison ivy, ivy or, doesn't do that poison ivy doesn't sumac? feel like an, acid bath what about a sumac what about a what about a sumac or uh what is the third one i don't know uh, oh poison, poison oak oil. poison yeah. oak yeah no yeah. i don't think so i don't think they work that way but know. either way and this also looks like mint like it looks like they use it does look mint. Like, all the plants look like fucking mint yeah um and then uh quiet has the bright idea of telling them why they're actually telling her why they're actually there which yeah. is weird that nobody has said anything before this. Uh, it's that Granny is sick and Granny needs medicine, and they she, the pharmacist finds the note in John Doe's pocket, and then gives him the antidote plant because that's yes. how nature works. If there's a poison, uh, immediately there is also an antidote plant. And like she knocked them out with the tea, it tied them up. First of all, we come back from commercial. 
and he's like to quiet he's like can you reach my gun and his gun is just right next to him yeah so like granny didn't strip them didn't de-weapon them didn't search them she just tied them up she's pharmacist the, pharmacist pharmacist sorry yeah. the pharmacist just tied them up and was like yeah that's good enough like what the fuck and they did it they put the gun there literally for the joke where he can be like get my gun and then she pukes on the gun oh yeah, yeah they yeah, did yeah. it for that joke that's the thing they will sacrifice anything in this anything. show for a cheat bit for it does not matter for something that they think is visually funny yeah, they will sacrifice every bit of like storytelling integrity, everything, internal logic, just for, for a they puke will, joke. They will take it out back and shoot it like old Yeller yeah. for uh this for a child's joke. I want to I want to jump back into one thing that we missed because it's something I really want to bring up. So while they're first getting to know everyone in the convoy truck, Quiet meets like a, a, a amputee, a, a prosthetic person. Oh, yeah. She's missing her middle finger from episode one. And then she's the prosthetic. She's like, You can have this for free because I love you or whatever. And she gets like a, ro a metal robotic, I guess. I don't know. He I think says it's just that a way. metal middle finger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I, again, I wrote this down. My theory is at some point, someone's like, Guys, we can't keep doing that special effect. It's not super expensive to put a green sleeve on her finger and VFX it out every, every scene she's in. But we're gonna have to. We're just gonna have to save money where we can, guys, because this is this is ridiculously expensive. Yeah, this show very obviously ran out of some VFX money on this yeah. episode. Yes, which uh, it makes me think that they blew it all recreating the Hoover Dam, which is very funny. I very think. funny. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, so she has a metal middle finger, which uh, he. They tell her not to get wet, and she immediately pukes on it. Yeah, of course. Um, but that's not even the point of the joke, because this this don't get it wet thing never comes back. Like, it's not... Oh, but it will. Oh, well, you will. It will. Come on. I don't... I mean, what, in like five episodes? Maybe. I don't know. Oh, my God. Next season, buddy. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. Then the pharmacist gives them their little bundle. The John Doe asks why she got thrown out, and we get the first hint that... The pharmacist and Watts were lovers. She said she got thrown out because there wasn't enough room for all of her plants. There wasn't enough room. She said the Watts wasn't making, alluding to Watts, Watts wasn't making enough room in her life for her. Uh, so I, I went see. to a place where, where, where yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So now they're well, like, this is where, this is where the writer was like feeling himself. He's like, yeah, it's a metaphor. I think, I think I might, I think I might be back on track here. Yeah. He's like, I shit the bed early, but I might, <laughs> I might be rallying for the second half of this Yeah. Episode. This is the point in the episode where he's like, fuck, this is why we do it. <laughs> and this is where you would think now that they've gotten the medicine, they're going back. It would be time for an awesome action scene. You'd be dead fucking wrong. Dead fucking wrong. Because they leave, and all of a sudden, it's nighttime, and they're being chased by the holy men. Um, we don't really see them other than headlights off in the distance. No. But to escape them, they drive into an abandoned mall. Yes, and we get movie theaters appropriate for the time of the apocalypse, like Night's Tale. Punch Drunk Love. Punch Drunk Love, yeah. Yeah, and then when they get in there, uh, she thinks she sees someone and throws her axe, and it goes into the head of a cardboard cutout of Dana Carvey from Master of Disguise doing the turtle, turtle he's, he's thing. He's the turtle. He's the turtle stand-up is in that theater. So uh, this was written in 2003 
by someone who was 12 years old in 2003. 100%. Yes. 100%. Yes. Uh, so they clean up a little bit. They, there's a joke about how much they smell. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they go into the theater to like sit down at a, you know, sit down in the seats and there's wires everywhere, which I'm assuming that means that they've hooked up power. It's really not explained. No. But what is even wilder about <laughs> this thing is that this is 2003 and the movie that is in the projector is a movie from 1994. I'm talking about the uh, Damon Wayne's mm. vehicle blank man. What the fuck? What the fuck? Like, there's that is no Damon effort. Wayans, right? It's not Keith is, Ivory. No, it is Damon. Yes, yeah. it is absolutely Damon. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no fucking sense. It makes no sense. We do get a good joke. A joke that kind of like made me. It didn't make me giggle, but I was like, yeah, okay. Which would you? Which one was that? Uh, so the movie starts and there's no audio. So yeah, that's right. Of course, John Doe is like, I know this movie, and he starts doing the voice of Blank Man. Yeah. Um. And then she does the voice, and it's cute. And they're like, they're getting close. They're getting along. They're becoming friends. Yeah. Uh, so he decides to ask her about her past, and she tells a story about like, oh, we weren't really allowed to go to the movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yeah. but she says that one time her and her brother did sneak into a movie about two cowboys fighting a giant robotic spider which that's, that was the one little thing i was like oh that's cool like wild wild west reference Got yeah that's it. not bad yeah 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 Yeah, that's fun um and then she's like i mean you know he had he was so annoying and his laugh was like a chainsaw and he'd never let me wear his jacket now it's all i have of him and then they have like a like a aw moment together where they're like bonding because they yeah. didn't say she she had a whole conversation with them about saying fuck or motherfucker, That's which right. she says, oh, fuck you, motherfucker. Of course. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, it's fade to black and it's yeah. the next day. And, and before John we get into that, yeah. I, I do want to just say here. Now, you may be asking yourself, listeners, why aren't they talking about the B story? We usually talk about the cutting back and forth. No B story. There is zero B story. There just is no... This dull ass fucking shit for 30 minutes in fact there is a single reference to the lawman story yeah in this whole and it's at the very end and we'll get to it yeah, yeah, yeah um so they fade to black wake up the next day she's like oh where'd john doe go thinking of course of course this is a trope right waking up and thinking they left them because right. they are so used to being a bit this is like a fucking this is so on the nose and yes. such such a trope that it's like almost upsetting. It's very yeah. Like every this again, this is the writer being like, oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. I did this it. This is it. This I've is my, done it. This is my fucking time. I'm back. And I'm of, back, baby. Yeah. And of course, uh he didn't he did not leave her. In fact, no. he he's rinsing himself off in the sink and uh in a gesture of, you know, compassion, washed her brother's jacket. Because it was covered it was in his compared. fucking brains. Yeah. Uh, but of course, he's a goof -em up who doesn't know anything. So she is furious She's that he mad. washed her brother's brains off this jacket. Yeah. And they are no longer talking. No. They are and, not doing it. 
when they when they first go in the theater, he says it smells like popcorn and ass, and then she sniffs herself and she says, "Oh, am I the ass?" Yeah. So that brain matter and blood probably really smells bad, and she has this romantic connection to it. Yeah. Uh, fucking what? And it it kind of makes me uncomfortable with their like extremely forced romance. Yeah. Because what I'm getting from this is that she's a child, that mm-hmm. she has like the mindset of a child. Other than the swearing, yeah. um, she's just literally, literally uh, some there's some arrested development going on here. Absolutely. Uh, I'm assuming some trauma. Obviously, everyone's traumatized in this world. Uh, but it is, it makes me, it it feels icky at that point. It it is icky. Um, so they finally get back to the convoy and John Doe's like, here you go. This is medicine. So granny can live a long and horny life or whatever. And then we, we realize the truth from Twister Watts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this isn't to make Granny better. This is no. to let her go out on her own terms. Sure. Some suicide tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they brew the suicide tea. Granny's in her BMW. There is a very funny bit about her being the number one realtor. In Boca Raton. Yeah, which yeah. is kind of a good bit. It's kind of a Not clever bad. like little bit. Because that car yeah. is absolutely real estate agent in Boca Raton. Oh, absolutely. This, this white convertible like BMW 3 Series. 3 Series, yeah. yeah. Um, so she... Is that her car in the game? No, she has like a oh. Bronco in oh, the Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so before she drink, before, once she drinks this is IT, before she passes, she tells Quiet like... Life's about spending time with the people you love. <laughs> Some yeah. shit like that. Some deathbed thing. Um, she gives her the Granny Sutra. Gives her the Granny Sutra, which there's, of course, another joke where she's like, Jesus Christ. Mm. Yeah. Look at this page called The Drive Through. Some oh, shit, yeah, the some drive shit like through. that. Yeah. Because horny old people are very funny. Always, always yes, funny. Always funny. Um, and then. Yeah, then she dies, and they start to have a big old party, and she's dead in her car. Uh, detail I might have missed, she's in the car with her dead stuffed pug. Yeah, at first, until she pats it on the head, it was just in the background. I was like, is that dog supposed to be dead? Because that dog isn't moving, so I thought that was a bad special effect. I thought that it might have been like, are they indicating that it's a real dog and that they're going to kill this dog with her, like Queen right. Queen Elizabeth style? Like right, those right, cool right. Which, by the way, Queen Elizabeth's corgis were definitely buried with her a lot. Of course like, they were. Of course. So she's dead. And they're like, okay, everything's cool. And then they're opening the back of the truck. And we get the worst special effects sequence I've ever seen in this it's show. atrocious. They push this BMW out of the back of the truck and they live on this long shot of it falling out of the back for so long. Yeah. So like 10 seconds to where you can clearly see this fucking terrible mannequin (laughs) in the driver's seat. You see the car hit the road and like bounce in a not and like you can see this mannequin react in a non-human way. Yes. And then they're like, oh, that was nice. I guess that's it. And then she pulls, pushes a button and the car explodes. Yeah, Watts blows it up. Yeah. 
and it's a bad explosion. Oh yeah, it's real bad. And it's so clear they just like taped a green screen up over the back of the truck. Like it looks, it looks so bad. There's no effort in that at all. No. Um, and then the party starts, and that's when we get back to back needle drops. I will say, for as bad as this episode is, yeah. These are the best needle drops of the season. I could not agree more. I could not agree more. The first, Better Off Alone by Alice DJ. It's a great Which is so good. It is so, so good. favor after you've heard it you're gonna dive into all the fucking remixes there's like a million remixes of this song everyone's doing something different it's fucking genius and they're all pretty good and they're all really good some you could argue are better than the original this is it's just an absolute fucking banger yeah (laughs) to the point which is kind of a brilliant it does this magic trick where it for a brief second and i think this is why they have the two needle drops back to back it makes you forget how upset you are at wasting the previous 23 minutes. Absolutely. You got your little fucking reward. You got your little chocolate chip. You get a little fucking dopamine drop from this yeah. last party scene. Mm-hmm. Not because of anything going on in the show, but because these two songs whip so hard. Yes. The second song, uh, which comes on after... So, in between, while the first song's still going... Twister gets into her car. We see the Formula mm. One, the Twister car. She gets on the radio and calls Amber, the pharmacist, which is when we find out that yeah. she is actually Flower Power from Twisted Metal 3, the same game Boom. as Granny Dread. Um, you know, and they kind of rekindle a little bit over the radio and then we get the second needle drop of this episode which is one of the greatest songs of the early 2000s 100% all the things she said by Tattoo incredible song yes absolutely a huge banger Russian lesbians. The music video was a, you know, a, a, a forming experience for a lot of oh, young yes. men. Oh yeah. In like 2003 or 2002, whenever it came out. Absolutely. And the song is fucking. Off. The song goes song. so so hard. They really should have just credits rolled. Yeah, absolutely. To but that. they can't help themselves. But they cannot help themselves. And then we get the ending of this episode, which is uh, Quiet and John Doe are driving off. She forgives him during the party. Yes. Um, And they're driving off, you know, on their way to New Chicago, which, again, it's incredible how quickly you can forget the main plot of this show. Yep. And then uh, she drops something, and we see we see John Doe doesn't see though that she has she has grabbed some of the knockout flowers, the flowers from Flower out. Power's house, right? Um, oh, speaking of Flower Power, that's our one reference to the law is when Flower Power hears her radio going off, 
uh, she is she has the body of a lawman in a wheelbarrow, uh, assuming she's gonna bury him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just yeah. killed him. It's the yeah. one reference. Yeah. Um. So they're driving off, and we end. We we do we do come full circle, right? The cold mm-hmm. open and the ending gotta be the mm-hmm. same. Bookend, that's, baby. That's fucking. That's writing, baby. Uh, so he tells a knock knock joke, and it seems like she's not gonna answer it. Uh-huh. And then she says, "Who's there?" And he smirks like a pervert, mind you, like a complete pervert. And then cut to black. Boom. Cut to credits. Beautiful. And the, that's that's the episode. I'm gonna say I got to give credit to the writer because the balls on him to go back to the bookend that he was tanking mm-hmm. when he was writing this show to go back to that. He had to have some trauma from that. Cause this that was, was him trying to redeem himself. Yeah, but it doesn't fucking He's happen. like, I fucking botched this opening so bad. So hard. This is take two. Yeah. And this, this episode is one of my biggest pet peeves in all of episodic television, whatever, is all it's done, nothing has moved forward except... It fixed some obstacles that were put in our character's way from previous episodes. This is a were, deus ex machina episode. Yeah, which is nothing really happened except Evelyn got re, uh, re-armed and she got her finger back. So it's just like, that's the only thing that happened is those, those two things. It's such fucking horseshit. It's like, those were interesting obstacles. We're going to resolve them in one single episode. This episode doesn't even have the courage to be a true bottle episode. No. Well, there's a lot. So there's really three locations. There's there's some exteriors, but like there's the house, which is clearly soundstage. The convoy and the mall. The convoy. And then, yeah, the uh, the movie theater, the mall. Yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty bottle-rific. Like, it's not, like you said. But the story, the story is not, they cannot help themselves, but in the beginning and the end, try to, like, give us little breadcrumbs for the story going forward. And it's not in a clever way. Not at all. Right? It's not not in a clever way. Um, I don't care about the holy man at this point. Like by the time we get to the holy man, I'm just going to be so over it. It's not going to fucking yeah. matter. Are they, I mean, you, I, I, I hope they're not just going to be something mentioned for four or five fucking episodes without ever seeing them. I know that, I know that Jason Manzoukas plays a fucking, uh, preacher. So he I plays like he's brim, in brimstone or whatever. Yeah. Which is probably involved with them. So if he's not going to show up till episode seven, I think you said. That's at least three fucking episodes of either just teasing them, or, which, oh God, or I don't even know. Yeah, and we heard about them last episode, too. We did, yeah. We yeah, yeah, about yeah. the Holy Man. But this time, it's real. We, we heard the bells. So if this is like a slow and steady march to them, okay. Kind of like how Walking Dead did it with Negan. Yeah. Like, we started hearing about him. Here's the thing, though. Whereas, I don't think the... I think The Walking Dead is fine. It's a fine show. Sure. Um, I think that first season is pretty incredible, but, um, that show is clearly better written, better casted, better, everything, everything Everything. is better about it. Uh, if that's their ploy here is to like, kind of like lead us to it, they're doing a very bad fucking job because they don't make us want to know what anything about these holy men. I don't care. Mm -mm. I literally don't give a shit. How could you? Because I'm assuming they're going to be something fucking stupid, just like the lawmen are. Just like the lawmen and the convoy. Yeah, just incredibly fucking dense and stupid. And that's a good way to think about this show. 
Yeah, it's really dense and fucking stupid. But again, I think I enjoy this show a little bit more thinking, okay, the people in the Twisted Metal universe made this show. I like it. Then it's I, very it meta. Be. It's very meta, right? It's. I think it's the key to uh, watching this show and not just groaning for 30 minutes. This, this show is a struggle to watch. It's only 30 minutes long and it feels like five hours. Like, it's so fucking boring. That's the thing. Like, if you had told me, like, the one thing I would have never predicted when we first saw the first trailer was that this show would be boring as dull and fucking I mean, obviously, obviously we assumed it was going to be bad. Of course we did. We saw that first trailer, but it looked like at least it wouldn't be this, which is just so plodding along. And, you know, again, I, I, I jumped ahead knowing what the big twist is at the end of the season. But like, if what's the reasoning? What was your reasoning for putting off the thing people want to see for a full season and doing nothing with that time? Nothing it's, at all. It's exactly what Mortal Kombat did. Yes, but Mortal no, it's Kombat was kind of entertaining at points. They at least had fight scenes. I yeah. Mean, yeah. This is just, I don't understand why they're wasting a season and there's no reason for it. There's no payoff. This is a show based on a video game where the entire video game is vehicular combat, and there is virtually no vehicular combat in this fucking show. The first episode, that's the only time I can think of any vehicular And it's not combat. even that good. No. No. It's one little moment, and then who gives a shit? It's, yeah. But that was Twisted Talk Metal Town, uh, Town. Doing, the, doing the Metal Twisted Talk. Uh, oh, yes. Episode four. We will be back next week doing the Lord's work with episode five. If you want more content like this every single week, yes, please smash that subscribe button. Follow us on Instagram at Pod. You can also follow me at Funeral Casual Games. You can follow me at Ian Golden Games. And we will see you on the next one. Who's there? Because, like, knock, knock. Yeah, get it.